0: Hello and welcome to the Tuesday's Gone podcast. Um, this is a new show that I've said to start. And it's basically just going to be for young young people growing up in a new and strange world. It's going to be pretty lighthearted and fun. Um, so take a seat, grab a coffee or a beer and enjoy. The real reason that I'm starting this show is... I feel like a lot of of these people who talk about how people should grow up and and young people and the realities of life they're all very extreme and a lot of we don't really have good role models and good people to go off and I just want to talk from a young person's perspective I'm 21 years old and I'm in the trenches and going through it right now instead of hearing from some guy who's a billionaire who's 35, I think I might be able to shed some useful insight and relax people a wee bit about what's going on because there's a lot of panic and everyone everyone's very um up in the air about about the world and 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 uh, how 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 to navigate this these scary times. But they're not actually that scary. So I think every week we're going to tackle a different, uh, a subject, um, and just to start off with a simple one, let's talk about money, because we all know money is pretty, it's a, it's pretty tight at the minute, especially for young people, everything's stupid expensive, you know, you can't even go and have a good time anymore without spending a couple hundred pounds, um. So my my perspective on it is that we spend way way too much and no one really wants to say that. I think everyone is in this mindset of, oh, you know, we deserve to have lots. We deserve to have all these nice things. We deserve to, you know, buy new clothes on a weekly basis. We deserve to have new phones. And I actually don't think people, especially young people have an understanding of, you know, how how poor we actually are—not well, not poor, but I mean, how 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 little money we actually have in terms of the bigger picture. You know, might we might have a thousand pound in the bank, and I might go, "Oh yeah, I can buy like thirty T-shirts with that, or ten pairs of jeans, or oh yeah, I'm gonna buy you know, well probably about one iPhone. I think that's, like, that's all you get from a thousand pound, but. Whatever really we need to be looking at that, like right, half of that, if we can, half's a lot, but if you can manage it, half should be instantly just cut out. Just take it and put it to the side. But I'd say a reasonable number is like 30% of as soon as you get your paycheck, as soon as you get your cash, as soon as you get whatever, take that money and you move it. This is what I do you move it away from your your typical checking account, where you spend your money, instantly, like, do not keep it there, because you will spend it, you know, so, I'm not perfect, I, like to buy, things, uh, like any man, I enjoy just, I take random notions, on buying, crazy shit, like I'll just go, oh, I think I'm into archery now, I'm gonna buy, a 500 pound archery set, I'm usually not that bad, but, that money needs to be taken out. Um, so for me, I usually put about half of that money that I take out into, um, a savings account that has like a high interest rate, um, which are pretty easy to come by now because of how high interest rates are. Mine's is with Santander, and the rate is about four percent. So you know, it's it's pretty nice just to have a couple couple of pounds just being deposited into your bank every week you know um it's better than just letting it sit there and do nothing and just get add up even more by inflation so i'd highly suggest everyone do that and then a bit more of my money um goes into an investment account which is a an investment isa so whenever the basically whenever you sell your your stocks or your funds or whatever you're invested in you won't get taxed on that um and I know that's not for everyone but I'd highly encourage if you're a young person now and you're someone who wants to get ahead and somebody who wants to make sure that they're going to be doing well in life and not be sort of under the thumb of you know making your money go further is what I'm saying instead of working and grinding all day every day and this is all you have make your money work for you you don't have to be a millionaire you don't have to you know have a degree in finance to do this i I would get before i start i'd get a few books or listen to a few podcasts at least from financial people or people who are heavily involved in that industry so one of the books I'd highly recommend, just as a as a catch all book that sort of gets you into the concept of investing, how it works, um, and some of the fundamentals of it would be um, uh, "Money Master the Game" by Tony Robbins. Now, I, if there's any finance people watching, you'll probably roll your eyes and go, "Oh, that's literally a f- child's book for in terms of finance because it's not it's not super complicated, but it's exactly what." An everyday person needs an uh, introduction to what investing is, covers some of the typical jargon that might stop a person from investing, you know, what do all these acronyms mean, what, you know, what, <clears throat> what does, what does ISA mean, what does an index fund mean, and sort of breaks down a few of those barriers and it's what helped me sort of get kicked off and then you know if you're someone who's thought about it before and you're sort of on the fence just get in just start just buy it buy whatever you can afford get a wee bit of an index fund going and just just have it so that you understand what's happening and you can see the market fluctuate and you can gauge yourself on how you feel you know um Personally, about the risk of that, and do you, can you handle it? Because whatever you put your money in, the market's going to go up and down a lot. Some days you'll go, "Oh my god, I am rich! It's through the roof!" And then the next day it'll crash, and you'll have half the money. Which usually it's not that bad, but you know you you'll be up and down a few percentage points, um, maybe over the course of a day, on a on a turbulent day. And so for me, like. I started investing in the summer of 2022, I think. This time, yeah. So, in like May 2022, I put... I think I put £500 into a Hargreaves Lansdowne account and started investing. Now... I made a few mistakes. I, I know Hargreaves Lansdown is a reputable company and maybe over the long term it will actually work out okay, but um, they do charge fees and like pretty kind of heavy fees but I, I don't know if it's much worse or much better anywhere else. I know some of the more mainstream platforms might not carry as many fees but I just don't know how good they are in terms of reliability. You know, the app is great. I, all the user interface. I've had no problems with Hargreaves Lansdown. They've been great so far. So I I can't complain massively. Apart from the fees being quite high, but I have seen the returns be decent. Um, like, and this is another reason why I want to start this is because people nowadays online, you'll go and watch a podcast, and you'll go, you'll see a guy, and you'll go, oh yeah, I put um eighty thousand pound. It'd be like it'd be like fifteen. It'd be like I put eighty thousand pound of my dad's money into Bitcoin, and I made two point four billion, or fucking ah, I just invested um this small loan of a hundred grand into uh, renovating these properties, and now I'm making forty grand a week on rent as a property mogul at (laughs) nineteen. That's like that. That's not. Reality from ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people. For me, this is this is my investment. Um, I'll just lay it on the line and just be honest because I think honesty is the best policy. Um, I knew it was best to put money into an index fund. So uh, and the one that I chose was the S and P five hundred. It's the one that I heard the most about, seen the most about, and was the most confident in. So I put about three hundred and fifty pounds off um, the first five hundred into the S and P five hundred, and then I put the other hundred and fifty in a random property stock, uh, a random property in development company from London, and. <laughs> it was just as an experiment and then afterwards I was like why did I just do that so year to date you know what's that been it's been it's been a year and three months or something like that or a year and four months or five months since I first invested um and over the last year I have been doing it I've been working um software development job um and so every time that I got paid, I put a bit of money towards uh, into the Hargreaves Land account. And I think I've put about, after some consistent investment, I put about uh, let's call it maybe £4,500 into that account. Um, and it's all, all, everything after the first one has all went into the S&P 500. Um, the <laughs> The property one is just... It's it's just terrible. You know, it's down like... 47% or something. It's I'm just going to leave it there. Because I'm not really losing anything by selling. And just taking a massive cut. So maybe someday the property market in London is going to be fantastic. And, you know, it'll go to the moon. But uh, I doubt that. But... So I've made... I think as of right now... Let me check. I have made... About 20, about 6% on, on since, since I've started 6% on my investment, which I've, I've been pretty happy with that, um, generally speaking, but that wasn't always looking like that a a lot of the year we were like, I, I was never, no, yeah, we were down like a lot of the year, you know. Down a couple of percent, I would say. At the at the lowest point, I the S and P five hundred, I was down like three hundred pounds, and then the property one was probably down about seventy pound, maybe more. At that point, um, like it was there was times where I really thought, you know, I doing the research beforehand, listen to interviews, reading the books really reassured me, and, and going by a lot of philosophies by famous investors. Um, for example, Warren Buffett, I know that's an easy one to go for, because widely regarded as one of the best. And his thing was, buy when people, when others are scared, and sell when others are feeling comfortable. You know, uh, so that essentially means whenever the market's going down and people aren't really wanting to get in, That's the time you should buy to get something on the, the cheaper side of things, and then whenever people are, whenever it's going way way up, don't get in at that point because, it's it's likely to go you know go down again and you'll lose you'll lose money pretty pretty instantly. I think the best time for me was to just get in, and get started as a young person, um, and and there's no real alternative than just just getting going. But yeah, like you really have to just be quite comfortable in weathering the storm and just letting it sit and having faith that it will it'll come back up and, and you'll start making money. And you know, once you start seeing it in the green, it really gives you a good pep to your step. You're like, Yeah, I think I'm on the right path, I'm doing the right thing here. And of course, it's not crazy gains. You're not gonna be blowing the world away. From, like you, you know, you're not going to sit down and invest a couple thousand pounds, and within twelve months you're going to be sitting on a yacht, a yacht, a yacht, in Monaco. You know, with like a tailored three piece suit and like a gold watch. It's not going to happen, but over the long term and through compounding i think you can really make a good impact on your money and your financial situation through that um but that's enough about investing for now maybe we'll go into it a bit more depth in the future i know it's sort of an off putting topic for some people because they kind of think no definitely not don't trust the markets no nah, can't be doing that and that's fair enough i can't disagree with that and then now we'll just talk about the third place that i put my money so the so the money that I set aside, say a third of it goes into a high percent savings account, so we're getting a good, good wee bit of interest every every month just to keep us keep us going. Nice wee bonus, I suppose, free money, literally free money. Um, and then investments, I'd say maybe. Yeah, well, I suppose like yeah, you would probably say another third goes to that generally, um. And then the final third I put into... So I have a Monzo account. And now I think with all of these sort of new online banks and maybe some regular banks, I'm not sure, have features of creating pots and creating like a virtual, you know, containers for different, uh, different, different areas you want to save money. So I could create a pot for holidays. I could create a pot for, you know golf equipment. You know, you could create a golf uh, golf, create a pot for anything that you want to save for and it just it it's good for I, I don't know if it's good for everyone, but it's certainly good for me in the sense of seeing that separation and knowing exactly how much you've got towards everything. And so I've put a bit of money into that and then say I had a couple of pots open at once so say I had maybe four four different areas that I've been wanting to save into for whatever particular personal goal um, so I had a pot that was actually very useful for me as I said before I'm a bit of an impulse spender like I'll go on eBay and I'll see you know a piece of technology or I'll see you know a guitar or I'll see like some random piece of clothing and but it's like pretty expensive. um, Like relatively expensive. You know probably like fucking £50. Um, instead of me blowing that out of like the money that I have budgeted for the month. I find it very useful to have a pot that was uh, set up as guilt free spending money. So I put money into it every month. I could let it sit there and grow. I could use it up instantly it was guilt-free spending money whatever i want you can get whatever you want and that's allowed for and i think that's a great i think it's a great tactic because you know like everybody everyone wants to buy things everyone has a sort of like a shopping unless you're like a minimalist and i don't need much type of character which is probably the best way to be really in the modern the modern world to save money but um like we have I had that that pot set up anyway, so that that was just guilt-free spending money, and it was great. So I didn't overspend out of my regular budget, um, and then say you know holiday money, um, birthday, Christmas gift. So those those are the three sections that I found very very helpful, and if anybody wants to try that for themselves, I would encourage it. I uh, definitely would say, as I said before, take a bit of caution and do your um, do due diligence um, with uh, investing. Um, if there's a there's a great book that I read, it's called Flash Boys, um, by Michael Lewis, uh, and it's it's a great it's a great read. Purely from a point of view of understanding why you shouldn't be. You know, don't go into investing as the big lad. Don't leave your ego behind. Be modest. Make rational decisions. Don't think you're going to outperform the big guys. The book essentially is about uh, how massive Wall Street and investment firms have supercomputers who... that You know, th- there's basically a race between having the fastest connection to the servers where the 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 markets are ran on um, so that they have the fastest t- they, you know, they, they get the information the fastest to see changes in the market so if if you're trying to go in and invest and say oh I'm going to beat the market and oh I'm going to let it rise by 1% and then sell like day trading and oh I'm going to buy a stock here and then I'm going to sell it in like an hour and I'm, I'm going to make you know 10, 10 pound or 20 pound on it it's like don't try and do that because you will you might win sometimes, but most of the time you will probably lose because you have you're you're competing against teams of physicists, computer scientists, investment bankers like who are being paid a lot of money to do this. You in you know, your apartment on your fucking $30 a month Wi-Fi on your five-year-old macbook is not gonna (laughs) you're not gonna outperform them like you know so just the only way you can beat them is using tested strategies like low-cost index funds um or if you think you're a genius go for it like i don't really care but i would (laughs) i wouldn't advise it um yeah so there's that so that's that's my savings sort of advice for young people get that in order because if you're a young man and you want to go and meet a, meet a girl, um, there's nothing less attractive, especially, like, if you're a teenager, you know, say you're 18, 19, 20. It's okay if you're fucking, you have no money and you can't, you know, you go to McDonald's and you buy her a uh, saver menu deal, which aren't even saver anymore, they're like expensive as shit but you really want i think if you really want to be someone who's attracting women and not just attracting women as in picking them up and taking them home as in attracting someone who you want to be with for the long term you got to get your finances in order you have to you have to start early you have to become financially literate it's a responsibility that you have to take on. There's no, It's not optional. You can't say, oh, no, I'm just going to go with the flow. Oh, I'm just going to see what happens. You will end up fat, f- flat fucking broke if you do that. It's so easy to spend money. We all know how easy it is. It's hard to get and it's easy to spend. You know, if I went right now and didn't check my bank... And didn't look at what I had and I went into a shop and just, oh, I'll buy that t-shirt. Oh, I'll buy that. That jumper's nice. Um, uh, let's go to this restaurant, oh, we'll buy all this here. Like, you will spend all of your money in like two hours if you done that. And people do that all the time, which I find kind of crazy, but I think I'm just a tight ass. But look after your money, protect it, know how money works you know there's no advantage of being ignorant to how money works because you're only going to end up behind you know so make the effort and and learn that that's just learn pick up a few books talk to people listen to podcasts do whatever you got to do to get ahead so there's that you, if you want to be a man who's you know someone who's admirable like if I, I imagine if you had a, a partner, a girlfriend or whatever and you said oh I'm not really sure how much money I have and oh, I would love to go on holidays but you know I kind of spent loads of money going drinking last night uh, can't go I think we could wait a while you're not going to last she is going to fucking leave she's going to go somewhere else and so she should you know you need to be the person to set that up you need to be in order and like you need to have a reason that you want to do it you can't just wake up and go right i'm going to be good with money because i want money and i want to buy nice things cuz that'll never fucking last you need a real you need a real solid reason you need to go right my goals are this i want to be able to purchase a house in motor. i want to be financially secure to start a family i want to Give back to my family by um, sending them on holidays, by uh, getting them nice things because they've done a lot for me. So, yeah, I want to give them back. You know, you need things that are really going to ground you and really going to keep you going forward. Um, not just oh, I want money. Let's 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 just try and save because I want money. But so th- those are pretty much the reasons why you want to be. Financially literate. And to try and really push yourself to to take a bit of responsibility and, you know, care about yourself. Put the invest time and a bit of money into yourself. Into knowing how these things work. Because, you know, there's a guy, um, Caleb Hammer on YouTube. And I watched uh, some of his stuff and he basically does financial audits <clears throat> on young people. Well, not even young people, actually anybody. Like it started with young people. And people come in with a dual household salary, so husband and wife, of six figures, 100, 120, 130, 140, 150,000 a year. And then they end up coming in and say, okay, I've $20 in my checking account and I'm in 500 grand of debt you know, there's no alternative for financial literacy. Someone who makes 40 grand a year and is financially literate and is making the right choices and isn't falling into the cu- the current lifestyle inflation. Lifestyle inflation is just, you know, everyone should be getting the new iPhone. The, the, the more money you make, you should match your spending to meet that. If you're just keeping it simple, not going too overboard, having fun, but not going overboard. If you're, you're making 40 grand a year, you're financially literate. you're putting your money to your side, you're keeping that there, you're not dipping into your savings, you have a wee emergency fund, you're going to be so much better off than someone who's making 100 grand a year who has no idea what they're doing. No idea, because, right, We, for example, you're making hundred grand a year, and you go, "Okay, I'm making a hundred grand a year. Let's let's buy a fifty thousand pound car on finance." You're like, "Right, that's okay," but you don't have a good credit score, and that's actually another thing we should touch on. You don't have a good credit score, um, but okay. Here's here's your you have a good income, so you know here's a terrible loan with a high high percent interest, and so you have this massive liability now. And then you start eating through your hundred grand, going out shopping, buying people random stuff, uh, going on just being extravagant, and then you're using credit cards at the same time because American Express, you like American Express, and they give you, you know, oh here's here's a free breakfast roll whenever you go to the airport or something. and they charge you like crazy money and you can't afford it, but so. What I'm saying is, people who are just dashing money out, buying cars and huge interest rates, that doesn't stand to you, and you will end up fucking flat broke. Look at all the sports stars, the young men, and I do feel sorry for them men, and and women, you know, who come into either like acting jobs, sports jobs, and they get their first big deal, and, you know, the... They send contract uh ten million, and I don't think you get it all straight away, and obviously stuff get cu- cuts out of that. But you these people who aren't financially literate, don't know what they're doing, getting a massive lump sum of say like three or four million deposited into their bank account. One, they don't save for tax, which ruins so many people, and two, like they, they just they just think that that money, like. They don't realise how fast it goes down. And so... Just... I think everyone should try... <clears throat> and increase their spending power. But 100%. That is not the be all and end all. You... Have, if you take responsibility for yourself... I think you'll go very far. Honestly. I really do think you will. And... I, I'm sitting here as a peer... Not as a teacher. I, I'm learning myself. Um but hopefully we can go along on this journey together and help each other. You know, I don't have it all figured out. There's definitely things that I could do better and I'd love to hear if anybody has any ideas, suggestions, advice for books, teachers, mentors, podcasts, whatever. But I'm 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 here to encourage people to take the step and to move forward because there's, there's 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 just a lack of good not even good advice because I'm not really giving, I, I, I don't really want to give advice because I don't feel like I'm in the position to give advice but to to act as a so, so to act as a place for young people to come and see what it's like in a real setting and to say, okay, that's you know, what, I'm not actually that far away from that. I I don't want to be a person who's unrelatable to young people. I'm just a regular person, like uh, literally everybody. And because it's all it is off putting, and and getting back to why I don't I'm doing this again. You have. Guys, if you scroll through, like I try not to use social media, but I I fall for it sometimes. If I, you scroll through, you see like I don't I can't remember his name, some random guy. He's like always wearing stupid fucking designer shite, and he sits there, and his dad's like a multi-millionaire from the f- fucking Saudi Arabia or something. And he sits he sits there and talks to say, like, All right, yeah, if you're a young person, literally just take out a loan for ten grand. And then invest that into the property market, ten exit, and then sell. And now you've got You've got eighteen months to pay back this ten grand loan at zero percent interest. You sell, hundred grand, pay back the ten grand, now you've got ninety thousand pound. And you just listen to that shit and I assume nobody actually listens to that. People probably do fall for it, I've no doubt. Because they're convincing, they're people with money, they're people with influence. You're like, yeah, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. He has money. I'm going to listen to him. But a lot of their thinking is flawed. They try to get you on board with these terrible money-making methods that have been about since the 50s. And people think, oh, you can just go online and do it. I'm sure some people can do it. But whenever you have tens of thousands of people, hundreds, millions of people, and they are telling them all to be copywriters or dropshippers. It's like, no, don't do that. Because, one, it's extremely saturated. Two, it's, it's saturated by people. You know, maybe a couple, 15, 20 years ago you could get away with it if you're an independent guy. Maybe you still can if you're excellent, but not everybody can be excellent. Very few people are excellent, and that's just the reality of the situation. Not not everybody's excellent, and so instead of just doubling down and only giving that advice, it's much easier and much more beneficial to everyone to go, All right, lads, oh, maybe just don't do that. Don't you need a bit of money? Don't drop ship because literally, the only two options I hear for young people making money is. Oh, you know, do online marketing and drop shipping and fucking all this here shit during the, or at night and then during the day, just do Uber Eats and Uber and fucking deliver stuff on your bicycle. Like They're like, that's the only two options, is because these people haven't actually thought about this. This is just an easy, sounds good on paper, shitty excuse to clip up and send out in short form format. And then they're going to try to sell you a course afterwards. My encouragement for young men would be. Go back to basics. If you need money. There is so many opportunities for you to make money. On a building site. In physical labour. And yes, it's hard. Cry me a fucking river. I'm not going to sit here and say that I've done the most. Or that I'm. A hard, tough man, and no, I'm not. And there's plenty of boys here, much fucking tougher than me. Like, I, I, I have done a bit of work on building sites before, like over the summers and stuff. But it, it gave me a few pounds. It was hard. It was hard enough work, and <clears throat> you know, people do it every single day and get up and go for it. And you know, and like these people are making good money. I think people have fully neglected the trades and just went, oh you have to do this and they're they're sending young people to, to college and I, I went to university I think it's good if you have a clear a career and path that you want to go so um, if you want to be a doctor of course you have to go to fucking university if you want to be a you know structural engineer you probably have to go to university or college or whatever but if you wanna be like I don't know, if you're 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 walking in, you're going, Oh, I wanna I wanna be I wanna work in business. Don't do that. Please don't do that. If you're gonna do that, do a, a college certification or a college course foundation level course. So, you know, that's like maybe two hundred to five hundred pounds. That's much better than going and getting into a four-year degree in business whenever you might not even have a clue and you might change your mind because you obviously aren't set on a certain direction and you're better to just get out there and start working and start learning independently. So reading books, listening to podcasts, absorbing any information that you can possibly get, that's much better for you. And then uh, people just don't, like people flat out just refuse to mention trades. People flat out refuse to mention electricians, plumbing, uh, fucking uh, bricklayers, whatever. Anything like that, they just refuse and they just forget, and they go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, you don't want to do any of that." That's not true. Like, for example, obviously there's ups and downs, but at the minute, right? There's so much work. Like, cause I'm I'd be quite friendly with a lot of people in that industry. So much work. That they can hardly fucking satisfy at all. People are turning down jobs. People are saying. <clears throat> people are basically turning around with a blank checkbook. They don't know what to ask people. For how much. A job's going to be. They literally have. They can't even quantify it. Because they can charge anything. There you're talking. You're a young man. Say you finish your electrician course. You're a qualified electrician. With one year's experience. So what's that like three or four years and then in college so you know you're 21 22 and you can if you well in this country you can go down to dublin and you can make 36 euro an hour as an electrician i you, i know many people in many many professional jobs that make nothing nothing close to that <clears throat> So why are we talking shit about these jobs so much I think it's a valid it's a valid path it's just everyone wants this modern lifestyle of oh, work from home do a computer job um, make a bit of money but the reality is not everyone can do that for one, not everybody wants to do that number two and not everybody should do that number three because there's a labour and sh- shortage in those areas, and there's a great opportunity for young men to make lots of money. Lots of money. And 90% of the businesses in this country, not 90%, okay, that's just a flat-out exaggeration, but a lot of the businesses in this comp- uh, country are from, are just construction firms. And they're massive, multi-multi-million-pound construction businesses that started as two rollers, or two friends, or... Just one guy going out and doing odd jobs around his town. Concrete, some man doing concrete, set up his own f- concrete business. Bought bought a lorry, you know, went out started doing concrete. Uh, had enough interest. Maybe got a big job in the town. Bought another lorry. Bought a you've know, got a few men underneath him, and that just it just expands from there. There's massive massive entrepreneurial opportunities in the trades and the construction world massive but people don't want to know and all the the boys on these big podcasts they won't tell you this because they don't know they wouldn't have the first fucking clue and i can't say that i really know I'm am I, I i'm not massively involved in that world but i'm open enough and i'm willing to see that that's the case and i think if you're a person who likes to work with their hands and likes to be outdoors and doesn't want to be sitting in an office all day, which a lot of people don't, have a look. H- have a look and see. So, there's many opportunities to make more money. So, we've covered a small bit of financial literacy. How to save your money. We've discussed how you or why and Setting up a good mindset to save money and a good having the correct reasons to save money so that you don't fall. Had a bit of a chat there about opportunities for young men making money. Obviously, this is in much depth, this is only the first episode, so we're kind of spitballing. Um, but we could definitely refine this and, and talk about more specific areas. Um, so please let me know. Uh, but but just to top it off, just to finish off now, um, I want to talk about something that I believe everyone should do, and over here in the Ireland and the UK, and I think Europe as a whole, I think we have a distinct fear of building not building our credit score, but credit cards. Credit cards are almost taboo for young people over here. Where they, we don't want to get them. We don't understand them. We're not taught about them. Our literacy in terms of credit cards is super. So we just think debt. And we want to avoid that at all costs. I don't know. Well, there's obviously some cultural reason for that. Probably over time. Which I'm not 100% sure about. But then on the flip side of that. Across the water in America. They love their credit cards. They have credit cards from they're really young and they doesn't mean they're literate with them, doesn't mean they understand them they go to the opposite side of the spectrum Europe's on, we're not going to touch them scary, stay away America's like, oh these are great free money, let's keep spending beep 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 and so Americans and credit card debt is basically fucking basically goes hand in hand which is not good but I'm only going to really talk about this side of the water because this is what i know um but i think generally we need to start building the confidence and the literacy of people in finance and credit cards so whenever so many young people now lots of young people are financing cars which i'm always a bit scared about i don't like it i think like, it's just a bad thing to finance. me. I, I could be wrong, but it scares me because it's a depreciating asset. You know, the interest rates aren't ever very good, so you're paying way more than you should for something that's going to be worth way less over time. It's just not a good use of your capital. Um, Capital means money, by the way. Um, And so... I think people should to avoid those situations. We should I don't know if we're gonna change this, but credit cards are not something to be afraid of. They're a great tool. They're a tool. And they need to be managed correctly. Now, I'm not gonna tell you exactly all the ins and outs of credit cards because again, I don't know. But i I'm aware of the basics and I'll let you know the basics in a second. But In addition to that, I'm also... I'll tell you where to go to learn more and to expand your knowledge on how to use them. And so... The basic gist is you want to build up your credit score so that in the future, whenever you go and try and get anything, um, if you try to get a car, if you try to get... Even probably like a phone. If you try to get a mortgage. That's a big one. And I don't think. Uh, in a certain extent I'm happy that no one else is doing it. Because if I stand out. And I have a better credit score than everyone else. It'll give me a better chance. But I think that's a very selfish point of view. But so you want to improve your credit score. And have a credit history. So that you're much more. Viable to for a bank or an institution. To give you a loan. So the Main rules of using a credit card are going to be never spend more than a third of your total credit limit. So you have a thousand pound credit limit, never spend more than like 300 ish pound. That's a good rule of thumb and it'll help you maximize your credit building potential. Also, you never want to hold a balance. At the end of the month, before you go into the next month, you want everything cleared. You don't want to pay any interest. You want to clear your balance. You want to clear your balance completely. So that's the basics of credit card usage. Obviously those are literally only two points. But those are two great pillars and rules of thumb uh, that you want to stick to whenever using a credit card. But I would definitely encourage so uh, using YouTube as a fantastic resource for learning how to use a credit card efficiently. And there's not many rules. Those are the two main ones. After that you're pretty much you know, you're pretty much good to go. Um and so that's that's what we're really all we're gonna be talking about um today. Uh, this is just kind of a taster episode. Give an example, just dipping my toe in the water. Um kinda of, kinda of talking about a range of things and just sort of helping people understand the goal of this this podcast is to help people out who might be struggling and struggling to relate to a lot of the people out there and a lot of the, a lot of the big podcasts. At this point, they're all they're 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 so detached from you know the regular people that, that sometimes it can be hard and sometimes it can really put you down, you know. Like it's 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 kind of demoralizing, and I I fell into this trap for a long time of. Seeing people at my age, younger than me, making tons of money, doing tons of stuff. And it's like, everyone's on their own wee journey and I hope to be in a good position in the future. But I, I, think, it's, I think the position that I'm in right now, someone who's on a, on a mission to improve himself and get better. I think me reaching out and trying to help and bring as many people on that journey with me is is going to make it a bit more fun, and a bit more engaging for regular people, rather than listening to someone who's, who's already made it, um, and I think even from a personal point of view, hopefully some people will be able to come back to me and give me advice, let me know what I can do better, because again, it is a learning process. Um, but that, that, that'll do for today. Um, we'll be back next week with another topic. Um, if there's anything that you'd like to listen to specifically, please let me know. Um, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. That'll be great. And uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, see you next time.